This episode may contain adult themes and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Sorry. Welcome to the Film Critic and the Common Man podcast. Other film podcasts might just run the ball in from the outfield because they're L7 losers. We just throw it in from the outfield. Uh, each episode, we discuss a film from the perspective of a film critic and the perspective of a common man. We may not agree, but it certainly won't be boring. I'm your co-host, Ben Miller. I write about films from my own site, Ice Cream for Freaks, and a member of the North Texas Film Critics Association, as well as the, the International Film Society critics, you can hear me guest on other pods as the David Thewlis of podcasting. I'm joined by my brother and common man co-host, a guy I know can hold his chewing tobacco, Jake Miller. How you doing, bud? Hey, doing good, buddy. How about you? Well, so I don't know when you've had your first bit of chewing tobacco. The age of age of 10 or 11 is probably not it. Nah, not that soon. <laughs> and uh, but... you know, if you're going to do it, don't exactly go on a tilt war immediately after. I mean, no, no. Just, but you know, it's a as, bad combo. It's a bad combo. Um, as uh, as hopefully you'd guess, based on what we've been talking about, we are talking today about the Sandlot. We're going uh, we're going back to uh, the days of nostalgia, uh, 1993, actually directed by David Mickey Evans, written by David Mickey Evans and Robert Gunter, starring a bunch of kids who never really did much of anything besides this, but uh, starring Tom Geary, Mike Vitar, Patrick Renna. Chauncey Le- uh, Leopardi, uh, Marty York, Bar- uh, Brandon Quentin Adams, Grant Gelt, Victor DeMata, and Shane Obadzinski. Those are all the kids. Uh, co-star- the co-stars are a little more famous. Co-starring Karen Allen, mm-hmm. De- Dennis Leary, Marley Sheldon, Arla Floor, and the Mr. Uh, ba- classic Baseball, James Earl Jones. Opening on April 7th, 1993, uh, a modest hit at the time, not exactly a box office behemoth, $32.4 million, but on a $7 million budget, Really made its money back on later uh, TV runs and uh, and um, cassette rentals. Uh, no real nominations of any kind. Doesn't really matter. Um, this is not. I was shocked when I saw the Rotten Tomatoes spread. Yeah, sixty four percent critics. I was like, okay, well, that's it's like critics are dumb. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Even as a critic, I'm like, come on, guys. It's like, yeah, you're thinking too much of this. Sixty four percent critics. 89 percent audience the audience nailed this one i mean come on like this is one of the disconnects where absolutely i gotta i gotta say the critics got it wrong and i don't know what i don't know what they're doing like i don't i don't know what the like uh, i was i I had read uh, i saw the 64 and i was like i gotta dig into some of these and every time i dig into them i'm like well that's stupid that's a pet that's a dumb decision like that's the reason it's like oh it's like oh it should have been more adult or i didn't know this or it's that's a big problem I have. It's a movie a lot of, about kids. It's a movie about kids. So, it's a movie about yeah. kids playing baseball and being friends in the summer. Like it's not, it's not yeah. reinventing the wheel. It's you can't go into every movie with the same sort of expectations. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of the critics happen to do that. So um, this is this is obviously one from our childhood. We saw a lot. Yep. Um, being boys, played baseball all through our childhood. Um, yep. It hit a lot of different numbers for us. Uh, we will get into all of those. Uh, I will do a quick plot summary of The Sandlot from 1993. Mm-hmm. So this is based in the summer of 1962, and uh, the uh, main character is Scott Smalls, who uh, who uh, narrates the whole thing. He moved to a suburb of L.A. 
where his mom and his new stepdad, uh, his him and his stepdad had been, uh, his stepdad's been around for about a year. His dad died. I think it's actually implied that he died during Korea, but um, I'm not sure it's actually specified specifically. But uh, anyway, yeah, so, he just says he died when he died. was little. Yeah. So, um, so his mom gets remarried and he goes to this place in LA. He's a brainy kid, uh, not very athletic. And the mom's like, you got it. It's the summer. You got to get out there. You got to make friends. Just, you know, get into trouble, essentially be a, you know, it's the 60s. What possibly could happen? Um, So so he kind of sneaks his way into a group of neighborhood boys who play at a local sandlot because he notices that there's only eight players on the team. So he's like, well, they need a ninth. Um, He does not know anything about baseball, really doesn't know anything about the history of it, really how to play it at all. Doesn't can't catch, can't throw any of that. Um, He whenever the ball is out to him, he runs it all the way in. So this local Sandlot's out there, and uh, Benny Rodriguez, Benny the Jet Rodriguez, is the uh, head of this group, essentially their coach and player. Um, mm-hmm. He's the one who essentially uh, kind of takes pity on on Smalls and is like, okay, well, we'll, you know, uh, everybody else is kind of like, I don't want him to be part of it. And then yeah. uh, Benny just kind of makes it happen and coaches him up in a way where he is much more accepted. Um, so, uh, Smalls joins the group and they just kind of get general misadventures and play baseball all the time, uh, throughout Mm -hmm. the summer. The big, uh, conflict is outside behind the sandlot is an old house with a large, uh, English Mastiff, which, uh, the boys, uh, call the beast. And, Mm -hmm. uh, anytime a ball goes over there, it's gone forever. Um, so one day, uh, Benny, uh, hits hits a ball and knocks the covering up cover off the ball and it's an omen oh this is a crazy thing it's like oh well scott uh, scott's like you know well, my my stepdad's out of town he has a baseball it's actually a babe ruth signed baseball not uh the best of decisions uh he goes and they play with the babe ruth signed baseball uh scotty actually scott is the one who hits it over the fence uh into the beast yard and they're like no we got to do that we got to get this ball back and they just try every possible way to get this thing back. Uh, very, very. <laughs> the greatest thing is all the 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 uh, the crazy ways they do it to get back. It's like I really mm-hmm. like the erector set catapult. The uh, um, yeah. the the you know the the suction cup vacuums fun. The the one that really blew me away was the uh, the suspended when they suspended yeah yeah over the thing. I was like, how do these kids figure this one out? Like all the rest of them, I'm like yeah. okay, I can you could talk me into this hey. one. This one. <laughs> yeah they put them in a catcher's <laughs> yeah. uh yeah chest guard and yeah, yeah lower them like, down and then he almost gets eaten and yeah two years before mission impossible by the way so sandlot is directly responsible for mission impossible work i agree <laughs> but uh, essentially benny has a dream that uh babe ruth says like you know heroes get remembered legends never die you know you you essentially got to go go over there yourself uh, gets a new pair of PF flyers, goes over there, gets the ball, and runs over the fence. And the beast follows him over the fence. They tear through town. It's chaos. Uh, and then they get all the way back. He jumps back over the fence. Uh, the beast bursts through it, but the fence falls on him, falls on the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, Scott and uh, Benny rescue the dog. Uh, the dog is grateful, and they take it to the owner, who happens to be uh, – uh, it was James Earl Jones, Mr. Myrtle. Darth who, Vader. Uh, yeah, Darth Vader. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what we said to our kids. It's like this guy, he's Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. But so Mr. Myrtle, uh, the owner, used to be a baseball player, was a friend of Ruth's, uh, gives a ball to replace the Babe Ruth ball. 
um, and uh, life is idyllic. And uh, they all grow up to uh, various ways. Um, uh, Scott becomes a broadcaster for the Dodgers and uh, Benny becomes a player for the Dodgers. And uh, it ends as uh, Scott calls uh, Benny stealing home. So uh, happy ending for all. Um, this is one of those movies where you're like, I was trying to explain why it's so great. And as I was watching it, mm. I was like, it wasn't one thing. Why do you think yeah. this movie works so well? Um, I, I thought about this um, earlier. I was like, I don't know how many times we're going to say nostalgia in this movie. hundred. We're, we're going to say nostalgia a lot. In this episode. <laughs> yes. Like it absolutely is. Um, I mean, just being, just being a kid in yes. the summer and baseball. I mean, for, for us, uh, I mean, baseball in Texas is super big. And I mean, it, that was probably the most involved sport we really had yeah i mean it was, it was definitely were more involved in football I, I did i did a lot of different sports but it was the only one that all three of us were actively wanting to play like yeah like we like you i think you and our other brother were kind of like okay i guess i'll play the church volleyball league or the church basketball leagues uh mm -hmm. neither one of y'all had any desire to ever do any football but baseball we we're like yep baseball season we're all doing it yep that's we're doing we're playing baseball it's a very it's a summer sport and it's a, it's a sport where you're like, well, you're always outside during the summer anyway. Um, and you know, it kind of, kind of harkens back. It's like the, like I said, the lawlessness of the sixties where you're just like the mom says yeah. it five minutes into the movie, go out there, get into trouble, do all this stuff, have fun, yeah. make friends. Like, I don't yeah. care if you like do be a kid. Like, and that, yeah. that's, that's kind of what this movie is. It's just a kid being kids. Yeah, that's, um, and that's what it reminds me of is, I mean, I remember several summers, uh, you know, when I was 11, mm -hmm. I would say 10 or 11, yeah. where uh, jump on the bike, ride to the friend's house, ride all around this culvert yep. down by our house and, you know, just go, go be boys, go yep. be kids, yep. just and yeah sometimes we got into a bit of trouble yeah. and stuff like that but um with perspective it's not really that bad it's not like we we weren't robbing anybody we weren't we weren't we no. weren't doing anything lawless we were just essentially being we 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 had freedom but it's like we had freedom with there's no money there's no like you, you know you're not you, you're, there's nothing like oh we're gonna go to the movies or something like that no no it's just like there's limited things you can do because you're a kid and yeah. everybody knows you're a kid, but still it's, yeah, it was just go out well, and do something. And also, yeah. You also, I mean, for us, um, even when you're out running wild, there's sometimes a friend might say, well, let's do this or let's do that. Yeah. And they're like, my parents are going to beat my ass. Like, I'm not doing that. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's always that to keep you in check. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I mean, like, if the 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 layers that this movie gets right as far as the i i think it's probably specific to male friendships yeah you know just because like this is a very very boy movie 
Like, yes. And I understand that aspect of it, but yeah, the thing it gets right with boy relationships is the constant, like, okay, yes, you're my friend, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to be constantly made fun of. We're going to make fun of you all the time. It is from a place of love, but you better Mm -hmm. believe it's going to happen and you're going to buck up and figure it out. I'm going to call you on your shit and I'm going to rib you relentlessly. (laughs) Constantly. No, and, and I know you're going to do the same to me. Yep. Yep. And nobody's exempt. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they even give Benny shit yeah. whenever he's trying to get smalls on mm-hmm. is, yeah. you know, like, uh, ham is like, I told you, Ben, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, not even the captain of the team was, is exempt from yeah. some yeah. ribbing, you know? So yeah. Yeah, you're right. It it it's a very boy movie, yeah. and especially from our background. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, a, a family of three boys, and yeah, I mean, we didn't really deal with girls. Not really. Bunch. I mean, we had we had a few cousins, but not like it wasn't like mm-hmm. we saw them on a regular basis, and it, it was not like a daily part of our life. So it was a very boy heavy environment we grew up in. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, and I mean the. I was I was thinking this as as I was about to jump on. I was thinking, you know, it's like this is this is a baseball movie, mm-hmm. but how much baseball? It's just the idea of baseball. Like, yeah. there's no game that needs to be won. There's no mm-hmm. uh, there's no keeping score. Uh, even like even the game that the that the Sandlot guys play with the little leaguers, that's not really kept score. And it's very clear. It's like okay, well, this is pretty dominant on one side anyway. So I mean. There's no, there's no like, oh, we did, do they win? Did they lose? And it's like, that's not really about winning or losing. It's just kind of the general idea of playing. And yeah, it's, 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 there, there's no, it, there's no get here at this time. We're going to play nine innings. Then we go home. It's like, no, no, we're going to be out here all day. We're going to do this all day long. And that's kind of what the yeah. summers, the, and the, the, I really love the, the 4th of July scene. The fourth oh, of July yeah, scene where they, where they play it outside and Benny hits the home run. Everybody's just staring at it. It, it, it uh, what was the word you used last week about nostalgia? Animoia. Yeah, an, man, animoia, uh, anima, hit nostalgia hard for a time, not yes. experience. Yes, yeah. that there's there's certain Texas summers, especially when we were kids, yeah. like it's it's dark, but you're like, man, it's kind of nice out here, and yeah, you're just like watching stuff like that, and you're like, man, that really hits home. Yeah. No, they really, uh, they encapsulate childhood, Mm -hmm. um, very well. Um, and it's, I think you ask why this movie works so well. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think we've done this on probably most of our episodes, Mm. but I think people can really connect whenever an adult is telling a story about yes. their childhood. Yes. So I think this is a reason a That's Christmas a story works. Yes. It's, it's, it's you know, let, where, let me tell you a story about when I was a kid. Yes. Right. Yes. And I think going from the adult perspective mm-hmm. and basically outlining the absurdity <laughs> of the things that yeah. I used to be involved in yeah, the decisions that I made, the <laughs> friends that I had, yeah. like, and relaying that from an adult perspective is, I mean, it's, it's something 
everyone can relate to. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I did dumb crap like that. Not you know, only that, I, like uh, you just, it's just you. You have it. It kind of harkens back to be. Like, I had a friend once say, "It's like uh, he's like I, I was in my parents' bedroom and I was covered up with pillows, just like." covered up there as as they came in i'm like why would you doing that and he's like no I'm just being a weird kid and i'm like that sounds about right like th- that's that's kind of the in the idea of this just just kind of being your own level of weird like that it's yeah. almost unjudged um yeah yes that yeah. makes sense yeah so i mean i i think that's why this movie does does well and still i mean you yeah. know still plays with an audience is because you can you can relate to that you can i mean it can uh you know almost force you to look back on your own childhood and go oh man i remember this pickle that i was in (laughs) you know and you're trying not to get caught and you're trying to i mean it's very relatable yeah and and also yeah, yeah every every uh main actor is a child yeah but guess what? Every member of the audience has been a child at a one child. point. Yeah, it's, it's we about, can, it's relatable. Everyone yeah. has been a kid. And it's a period piece at the same time being a period mm-hmm. piece doesn't feel like it's like super retro. It kind of feels just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, there are kids out there. Like being in the 60s is kind of a, it's, it's a feature, not a, it, it's a, it, it's, it's a feature. It's not the, it's not the thing. It happens to right. be in the 60s. Yeah, they're wearing jeans with cuffs and stuff like that. But I mean, it's not the overwhelming thing. It feels it feels weirdly kind of modern, even though it's set in 62. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I And and it's something that um, like a kid from the 60s can identify with it. A kid from the yes. 70s, the yes. 80s, the 90s, the 2000s can identify it's a story about kids being kids. Yep. Yep. And, and also and this a specific so, level of kids, like they're, they're not, they, they, they're, they're grown up enough to do stuff on their own, but they're prepubescent. Like they're, they're just starting to peak interest in like more adult things, like as in like girls and those type of things, but it's not the driving force of everything in life. It's that little in between area where they're yeah. pretty much tiny adults, but without the adult problems. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. It's a, it's a strange uh, little time in life mm-hmm. where you're grown up to get out there and start experiencing things, but you're still too so stupid to know how to <laughs> actually deal with it. That's a good, that's a good and way to so put it. Yeah. It's, it's learning, you know, it's yeah. experience, you know? So, so the kids in this movie, um, they're, all the all the all the characters are pretty interesting in and of itself and and the the baseball character the all the kids do have their own kind of identity uh you know obviously scott smalls benny uh there's ham porter squints uh yeah yeah kenny de nunez uh bertram grover weeks uh timmy and tommy timmons um and they all have their own little personalities mm-hmm. the thing that really stuck with me as i, I watched it with my kids and I was like, this is, this seems like a really good movie to watch with your kids. Oh yeah. And 30 minutes in, I'm like, Benny the jet is so great as a person. It's like, yeah. immediately you're like, I love Benny so much. And he's, 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 well, he's a leader. Are, he's a leader and he's, he's so there. So my daughter plays soccer and mm-hmm. they're eight years old. And generally eight years old, they just go around and kind of kick and just kind of kick back and forth and aggressive. There's one girl on the team 
who is different than any of the others. It's like mm-hmm. she has a brain, not of an eight-year-old and her brain right. not being an eight-year-old sets her apart. And you can tell this is different than anything else. That's exactly what Benny is. He is different yeah. than anybody else. It is special and it is noticeable. And yeah. his noticeable being the leader, you're like, no wonder he made Scott work. Like only Benny would make this guy work on this team because everybody else would have messed things up. I love Benny in this movie so much and mike vitar does a great job at it too yeah no he's i yeah he's super great in it and yeah you're right i mean stick stick benny in a classroom average student yep stick benny in this scenario this scenario average put him on a baseball diamond he's a genius absolutely yeah i mean he's he's a prodigy Yes. Yes. Great way to put it. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's, there's, there are those kids and yeah, both my kids have are in sports, have been in sports, everything. And yeah, you once in a while when you see them going out there playing games and then you can see a kid that you're You're like, like, this kid is special. (laughs) Yeah. That's called a, university scholarship yes yes what yes. that kid is it's it's, yeah. it's it's odd that you can detect this when you're eight years when they're eight years old but you're like this is different it there's a reason it looks different like this girl is too calm she makes goals turns around no big deal does it again like it's it's too natural to make it like it's yeah it's, it's like it's just what i do yep it's what i do it's part of like i walk on i dominate and i leave yep exactly so um, so the other characters like Smalls is kind of Smalls is a pretty square kind of kid, but he's a, he's there's not really much to him besides like I'm just want to make friends and he likes making friends and he's easy. He's very likable. Um, my favorite my favorite just for the sake of like I need a spinoff of him is Ham um, just because yeah. Ham is yeah. Ham's so enjoyable. Uh, I, I just want to I want to hold he's a ham. I need Ham. Ham Ham's a great way to put it. He's a ham. He I need him mic'd up during a full game where he just is chatting with the guys just like talk shit, just talk crap the whole time. It's great. And, you know, uh, you know, calling out a shot uh, or his, uh, his flexing for the ladies at the pool. Which is oh yeah. Cool. Just, he's like, Hey, this is just cannonballs everyone. <laughs> just that, just like that, that just like crap burger that you're like, but he's my crap burger. So it's okay. Like, <laughs> right. Great. Like yeah. he's a complete mess, but he just owns it and wears it so well. <laughs> he's, He's like, he, he is completely unaware of his own deficiencies. He's like, no, nope, yeah. I'm the best. <laughs> He's like, I'm pretty much Babe Ruth. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Squints, uh, Squints is always, uh, obviously a fun one too, just because just like the, the Wendy Peppercorn scene is kind of the scene, like as a boy, like look, looking at it, like from the perspective of an adult, I'm like, he's like a 10 year old, like making out with a 17 year old or something like that and i'm like that's a little mm-hmm. weird but 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 at the time you're like man it's the dream kids live in the dream he's, Heck yeah. he's a genius yeah <laughs> so no, I, mean, I, I i love squints yeah he's I mean, great he's, he's one of the greatest characters and yeah you just i mean it's it's something you can identify with so easily because you can remember back to being at a pool yep. when you were a kid and you're like, oh man, that lifeguard's hot or yep. that chick's hot. You don't know. You don't I know mean, anything. You don't yeah. even know, you know, 
yeah. you wouldn't even know what to do with her. Yeah. You know? what she, when <laughs> did you come up? She's like, Hey, you're, you're everything I want in life. And you go, okay, what, what do you want to hold hands? Like, yeah, exactly. You would, yeah. you, would you wouldn't know where yeah. to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So like it's I said, all, it's a, yeah, it's, it's the kid brain. And you're like, well, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a dog chasing after a car. It's like, what happens if it's, you get the car? Like it's <laughs> dude, that is the perfect analogy. <laughs> a dog as, chasing after a car, a kid lusting after a woman. <laughs> as having been a, a pre-adolescent and adolescent male, I absolutely. can absolutely tell you that your pursuit of women is exactly like a it's dog a, chasing a, a mail truck down yes. the street like what are you gonna do about it once you get there like, i don't I caught know. it so, so, do you, i just gotta run after it yeah, i don't know why it's, it's in my nature it's a part of what i need to do and, <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's in it's, my nature yeah um so you know it's not like lawless in this movie but i mean mm -hmm. you see so so scott's mom is around and the stepdad's in and out he's working hard he seems like he has a kind of important job based on what he's doing but i mean the mom is there said so yeah by all means like and checks in and you know we hear about that those are the only parents you hear in this movie it's yeah it's 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 a free-for-all yeah it's okay, anarchy it's, it's anarchy it's, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, no, like it i mean it harkens back to perhaps i mean we talk about animoya is yeah, yeah you know a nostalgia for a time that we haven't experienced i mean we could talk to <laughs> our parents more you know about how times were back then but yeah um, yeah yeah I mean, just a had, time when when we you had, a, we had levels just... i mean we had levels of like our mom our mom had a very specific rule during the summer she goes you're not allowed to say you're bored the if you say if you say you're bored i'm gonna put you to work oh. and so yeah. like it so that was always kind of like okay well I, I can't say i'm bored i have to go do something i have to find out a way to do now the the big plus for us is we had each other to playoff yeah. like it was like let's go do something and there's always the checks and balances with that it's not like it's not like scott's leaving it's like mom i'm leaving and gone it's mm -hmm. i'm leaving i'm with all the guys so right. i mean i get all yeah. that part um so uh i want to talk about the adults in this movie for a little bit because they're they're there aren't many in there in, in here but mm -hmm. i mean i think they play an important role karen allen uh, I really like Karen Allen in this movie playing uh, Scott's mom. Uh, obviously, Karen Allen known best from uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, the yeah. uh, 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 Marion Ravenwood, uh, yeah, the uh, always uh, always dependable, very lovely um, in this movie. Um, Dennis Leary, it's funny watching this movie when you're like, is Dennis Leary going to start cursing at this kid? It's so kind of not a Dennis Leary type role, mm -hmm. like just kind of mm -hmm. like the quieter stepdad, like it's it, it doesn't really suit him but at the same time uh it really suits the character kind of and then uh james earl jones uh coming in at the end as in the like you you always associate james, supposedly james earl jones hates baseball which breaks my heart because it because of the, because this movie he's so good in it talking about baseball is life and then he has the baseball is everything about baseball is good from speech from field of dreams it's so mm -hmm. wild that you know, those two things, you're like, he is such a baseball guy and he hates it. It broke my heart when I read it and I don't want to believe it. Yeah, I don't. Care if it, like, I don't yeah. I'm just going to act like I didn't gonna, hear that. <laughs> exactly. Like, come on, man. You gave some of the best <laughs> speeches in the history of film about baseball. So why is it baseball films 
work in movies so well. So essentially when I think of like sports mm -hmm. movies, it essentially falls, they're essentially two of, of, of the type of sport that is depicted. Like you get the one-offs, you get the hockey every once in a while, you get the weird, like, mm -hmm. Oh, uh, you know, the, uh, what was the, the Invictus with rugby, the South African rugby, like you'll mm -hmm. get the weird sports every once in a while, a couple basketball movies here and there, but it's baseball and boxing are the two. And generally mm -hmm. I think it has to do with the fact that they're probably older than everything else. Like, yeah, like there's more, more history. There. There's more history yeah. behind it. So there, you know, it, the the joke back in the I think in the fifties is like uh, it's like every good in shape actor had to do a boxing movie because they had to get their shirt off on film, and there's always there's so many baseball movies along the way and that's going to be my pull for a dumbass in a minute but uh, um, I mean why is baseball is is the romantic notions of baseball so cinematic mm -hmm. in general? I I think so. There's for me baseball. There's something I can't put my finger on but yes it's being out on the field mm -hmm. smelling the grass like you know getting your pants dirty because yep. you slid in and i mean john fogarty's playing put me in coach i mean the exact i was ex <laughs> i was fixing to say that so like so there, there's there songs some, made over yes. this sport is yes. put me in coach and take me out to the ball game. Uh, yeah. The, what's and, the stupid Bruce, Bruce Springsteen uh, gl uh, glory days, Bruce Springsteen, yeah. uh, you know, th those type of songs, you're just like, it, 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 it there, there, it's a very, like, it's all nostalgia again. Like there's the, yeah. despite all the technological advances there's been from not eight, eight, you know the late 1800s to now mm -hmm. baseball is generally the same thing like there are yeah. little there are little differences obviously mounds or you know technology replay obviously cameras and yeah the general play of batters um integration obviously but i mean but the general idea of the game is not that different like mm -hmm. if you showed somebody from the 30s an nfl game today they'd be like this is this is insane it's like a barbarian sport but it's relatively the same as it is now. It's it's right. it's it's the it's the it's America's pastime for a reason. Yeah. No, I I mean I love baseball, and like I said, there's not one thing that I can really put mm. my finger on. But just um, I mean, I remember as a little leaguer, just okay, start of the season. You get your uniforms. It's like, who, and who are you about? Were always, uh, uh, they were MLB teams. Yep. Yep. Um, and so you'd have the MLB hat mm -hmm. and you'd have it. It was usually just a t shirt, like a t -shirt jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Printed on. Yep. You know. Yep. But you, you got your pants, you know, pull them socks up because <laughs> I saw how that guy wears them yep you got your cleats you're like man i'm gonna run so fast in these <laughs> things and just just like i'm yeah. a baseball player it's like, like it was empowering as a kid absolutely it felt like i'm doing something substantial it is great like this is yeah. a part of it so so there's so the little league team i associate with you is i don't mm -hmm. know if it's the same one that uh, you associate with what major league team is the one that you think of whenever you think of being a little leaguer? Oakland A's. I think it's the Blue Jays. 
I always assumed uh, that was a good year. That was a that good year. Was. I remember you were on a good team the year you were on the Blue Jays, but I A's were well, a part of it. Yeah. So I was A's for a couple years, and then I was actually Phillies on a pretty good year. I remember that too. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, we had fitted hats. Fitted hats. I do remember that. When I, yes. When I was on the Phillies, and I was like, "Man, I made it." Man, this ain't even a snapback. You see this shit. six and three quarters, man. I'm really going somewhere. <laughs> but yes, the Blue Jays. Um, the that was crazy. I remember that. Yeah. The blue when I was on the Blue Jays, uh, yeah, I played third base and yeah, yeah, it was, was yeah, I get it. I pretty was pretty sweet. I was the Red Sox. Uh, that was I was on the team with my best friend, coached by my best friend's dad. Like everything was great about that team. I loved it. That's like okay, that was probably the best I remember. And then I remember I was I was on the Rockies. I think for like three straight years I was on the Rockies. Our little brother mm-hmm. was for uh, he was on the Mets. I remember Mets. the Mets for the longest time. He was always the Mets. Like. It's it, there. Well, and he also played club ball. Yeah, too. yeah. He played. He played club ball. He played a little in high school. So he was the best of the three of us. But I mean, oh, that's yeah. kind of the thing we like. And obviously, like, yeah, we played baseball all the time. And I was a minor league radio broadcaster for all those years. Like, baseball is something that it's, and it's not like we've ever lost it. Like, we've we still love like. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now, a little bit how the sausage is made. We put we record these a little ahead of time right this very second a world series game is going on so i mean it's a part of it like it's it's always in the atmosphere and there's always something that's like the other thing about baseball that is incredible that that kind of lends it's 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 so there all the time from Mm -hmm. from the first day of april until the last day in pretty much the last day in october there's probably a baseball game on like they, yeah. they very rarely don't have baseball to watch. So it's all over the place. It's hard to get away from. If you want to seek baseball out, you can seek some baseball out. Yeah. Well, it was, I was watching something the other day and um, they were talking about betting and this, yeah. this guy was trying to bet on the world series and stuff. And he was explaining how it was, it was just tougher for him to follow it just because there's like, what is it like? 162 games. 162 games between uh, thirty teams. 162 games. So yeah, I mean, it was talking, just like yeah. I don't have that kind of time. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watch a lot. So my wife's an Astros fan. I'm a Rangers fan. But I'm so between the two of them, we probably catch 80 games. Yeah, exactly. Rangers. Like we live in Texas. I mean, what do you expect? But I mean. With the, between the Astros and the Rangers, I probably watched at least 80 games. Uh, now, mm-hmm. the other good thing about baseball, at least these days, it's it's three and a half hours long. You don't necessarily have to pay attention to every single pitch. And right. I, I pay attention to a lot of that, but it's very a passive game. Like, it's not like, uh-huh. so uh, as a, at least as a, uh, as, as a, as a bystander watching it, it's a part that you can like, oh, I feel like I'm a part of it, but not actually be a part of it. Yeah, actually, um I read something where, and this is a long time ago. I, yeah. I probably couldn't even tell you what decade it was, but there was a complaint with baseball um, that it was too slow. Sure. So briefly, they experimented with having two mounds, two pitchers mounds. Hmm. So that way they could speed it up 
Okay. But then everyone hated it because they couldn't get a break. They're like, <laughs> when am I going to pee or the, go get a beer or plus, get some peanuts? The plus is that there's a lot of off time. You might miss an incredible yeah. play, but generally you're not going to probably miss something. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Like it's a, it's a very stop start of a, of a sport. Yeah. And it's, it's just not a lot of work to be a baseball fan. Yeah, it's not. Like, just watch it. You and... go out, hey, let's get a hot dog, some nachos, some beer, you know. It's a very simple sport there. to watch, uh, to understand. And, oh, yeah. Hit the ball, go to first. Go to second, go to third, go home. Like, it's uh, it's it's probably the reason kids 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 gravitate towards it so much. There's not much to it. It's, it's the reason kids play soccer. It's because right. go to the ball, kick it in there. Like the, when you get older, obviously there's the, there's the, there's the skill sure. to it, but the same thing, like baseball. You have to learn how to take a fall. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to <laughs> and grab your shit. <laughs> and then jump up and say, you're fine. But no, like in like the, the way a T-baller and the way a professional plays, yeah. the general idea of it is pretty much the same. So, I mean, like the, yeah, I get that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's kind of keep your eye on the ball. That doesn't change from the time you're in T-ball nope. until you're a major leaguer. Yep. You know, I took his life. <laughs> you know, what, what Keep you running the ball. Mm -hmm. Okay, before we keep going, buddy, I have a couple pieces of trivia for you about this movie. Um, little, little interesting things. Uh, two members of the Sandlot group were also in the Mighty Ducks. Um, the uh, Kenny De Nunez. Uh, was in the first and second one, and uh, then uh, Benny the Jet, Mike Vitar was in the second and third ones. So they're both in the second ones together, so they kind of have the uh, crossover of that. Um, as far as the post-childhood post careers of any of these kids, um, nothing really panned out to like any sort of success, except for Tom Geary, uh, the guy who played Smalls. Um, went on to uh, be in a couple other things, uh, most notably Mystic River, um from clint eastwood okay uh he was the uh the girl in that movie who's killed he was engaged to her um he plays a very vital okay. role in that also one of the thousand of anonymous faces in black hawk down yeah uh, i as as soon as i rewatched it i went uh yeah which it's one which, which one he is he in, in black, which what, black like what, what about black hawk down is specific about that like is he the one that uh um is it, uh, I'm trying to like, I kind of differentiate Black Hawk Down by the by what happens to them in the movie. Like, oh, Tom Hardy is the one who uh, almost got shot, but the guy goes out and saves him, and then he, and then the other guy gets shot and dies. Like that's you know kind of those type of things. Like, oh, the guy from Game of Thrones was in the helicopter, and he was one of the snipers who was killed. Like you know that, that's kind of how you differentiate from because mm -hmm. there are so many people in Black Hawk Down. Yeah, um, I I can't remember who he is. I can't either, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean just yeah. Rewatching this, I was like, oh, he was in Black Hawk Down. Yeah, yeah. and I can't really remember yeah it was it that was what is he maybe he's the one where he was lost he's like uh it's like a uh, come to us it's like f you come to me like uh maybe maybe you know one of those type of guys maybe lost in the he was maybe the one that uh tripped and that, that tripped as he left left the left the building and that's the reason he didn't get shot 
and that the son shoots his dad. You know what I'm talking about? The Black Hawk Down? I think that might have been him. He's not the guy that got lost, was it? I, th- I thought he might have been. Was he? The I guy that so. got lost? I think so. It? Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, he's one of the hundreds of faces in Black Hawk Down. We have to go watch Black Hawk Down now. That's yeah, I know. We, that's one we'll eventually do on this podcast just because sure. of the amount of people in that movie. Yeah. It's, it's incredible anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah. The uh, the grown-up Scotty, uncredited mm-hmm. guy named Arliss Howard. Arliss Howard has been in a thousand things. Uh, very character actor guy. Uh, played in Moneyball for a little bit. Uh, Lost World. A lot of other th- stuff. The most important, though, Private Cowboy in Full Metal Jacket. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. you think of like, man, that's like, you think of the, like, you you definitely know who Private Cowboy is, but you ne- don't necessarily yes. know who, who Arliss Howard is. Arliss Howard, if you look at the stuff he's been in throughout the years, you're like, man, he has been in everything. He was in Amistad. Uh, like I said, the Lost World, Jurassic Park, uh, Sandlot, um, uh, what's the uh, the the Oliver Stone, Natural Born Killers, uh, Full oh, Metal yeah. Jacket, obviously, all sorts of stuff. He is in all sorts of stuff uh, across the board. Um, so a lot of kind of stuff, cool stuff that happens along the way there. Um, okay, Jake, it's time for my favorite part of the film, uh, part of the podcast. It, every week I go through the filmography of a filmmaker and put Jake's cinematic knowledge to the test. It is time for Poll for a Dumbass. Today we are going through modern day baseball movies. Now when I say modern day, like we won't go into Bang the Drum Slowly or Pride of the Yankees from like the old timey days. More, more the modern, like probably might have seen these type of things. Um, <clears throat> these run the gamut across the board. Uh Though uh, I'm not including uh, I'm not including the Sandlot on here just because obviously we have seen it. Okay, right. um, I'm going to start with my personal favorite baseball movie, um, the best depiction of minor league baseball and the toil and trouble it uh, brings, Bull Durham. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, the most charismatic uh, man in the history of humanity is Kevin Costner in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like. Any woman who's like, man, I love Kevin Costner. I was like, well, yeah, I've seen Bull Durham. I get it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, we also just talked about Arliss Howard uh, having a little bit part in the end of this. And the movie that kind of romanticized baseball to such a degree, uh, Moneyball. Oh, I I love Moneyball. I love Moneyball. I love too. Moneyball so much. It's it's a well, plus you've always been kind of a like a like a closet A's fan just from like being a kid yeah. and growing up. And so I get that. And also, like the 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 math nerd of me, like I like yeah. I like I like all the analytics stuff and the stats. Yeah, yeah, go into it. And yeah, it's Brad Pitt's yeah. best movie. It's best. It's Brad Pitt's best performance. Like he's so good in that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's I I can't say enough good stuff about yes. it. I um, love Moneyball too. I mean, anytime I watch Moneyball, uh especially like if it's off season mm-hmm. uh, for baseball or something. Yeah. It just makes me fall back in love with yes, baseball. It really and does. It makes me miss it so yes. much. It, it's, it's, it's absolutely that. And, and, you know, when you think about it, you're like, it's not exactly like a happy movie. It's not like a movie really. that like, it's, it's not like, Oh man, baseball is this happy, fun time. You're like, no, no, it's a lot of work. And they make it seem it's like a, a grind. Lot of, it's a grind. And they make it out to be that. It makes a lot of sense. It's brutal. Um, so the other James Earl Jones movie, the other Kevin Costner movie, 
a movie that will probably always make you cry. Feel the dreams. Oh, of course, man. Um, my, my wife uh, was lamenting the death of Ray Liotta and she was saying it's like Ray Liotta has never been more handsome than when he was in Field of Dreams and he comes mm -hmm. out of Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah. He, he's a bet. He's like, I'm kind of always mixed on Ray Liotta. He's great in Field of Dreams. He's really, really good in Field of Dreams. Yeah. Um, the uh, so this might be the first chance that I get to actually stump you on one you haven't seen. How about Eight Men Out? No. It's a it's it's really well done. Uh, not much of a like, oh well. What about Eight Men Out? Like, what's the thing that makes Eight Men Out awesome? You're like, eh, it's just it's like, just kind of the story in general. It's about the 1918 Black Sox, the uh, the the mm -hmm. uh, cheating scandal. A um, lot of lot of famous faces, John Cusack and uh, uh, John Cusack, uh, Charlie Sheen, uh, David Strathairn, a lot of different people in there. Uh, it's a good movie. Uh, I I do enjoy it um i'm eight not exactly surprised that you eight haven't seen out. eight men out yes um good solid movie kind of the difference it, it paints a lot of different pictures of how the economics of baseball was in 1918 compared to how they are now mm -hmm. like uh, a mm -hmm. pitcher didn't get his bonus because he won 22 games instead of 23 games because right. that's just how pitchers were like it's just like he won 22 games that's nuts but yeah yeah but it's kind of the way things were um talk about a sheen like a romanticized baseball from the absolute pinnacle of how it could be uh dennis quaid in the rookie yes yes that's a good yeah. one like it's just like dennis quaid at his most dad heavy you're like yeah it's <laughs> like really enjoy dennis quaid in this one excuse you um but i mean him sorry being, about that no not at all but i mean it's 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 a very disney movie it's very like Oh, it's clean and not exactly a whole lot of, you know, it, it's, you, you know, there's going to be a happy ending to it, but it's still got all the fun things that make you kind of give you the goosebumps. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's still a good feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball movie. I mean, so this is the first one of this list that I haven't seen. Um, it's, uh, it's more known for its scenes than it is for its actual, like, oh yeah, I love that film. Uh, Robert Redford in The Natural. Yeah, I've never seen it. Um, it's what? it's it, I'm I'm sure I have pieced to have seen I've seen pieces. I've obviously yeah. seen the thing where he knocks out the lights and all that kind of stuff. But I I can't say like for certainty like yep I've seen all that and I know what happened like I know how it ends because everybody knows how it ends. That's the most that's the most famous thing about it. But I mean I can't say I remember anything about it besides it's Robert Redford and Glenn Close isn't it? But yeah um now that is the last movie i watched with our late grandfather really oh that's yep. nice so what a yep. nice what a nice little uh, uh bookmark to into that that's 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 sweet i'm gonna have to watch the natural now for sure um the opposite of uh moneyball in pretty much every single way as in like okay the hard work it takes to become a become a major league player um the opposite, but at the same time, just an absolute blast of debauchery and fun. Major League, the first one. Yeah. I love it. It's it's fun. great. It's fun. Fun. That's a great way to put it. Just a lot of fun. Like, who's not going to yeah. enjoy that? Like, uh, Wesley Snipes. Um, very, so, the fun thing about, the, about that I read about that Wesley Snipes in reality is very unathletic. And so, every time he runs, <laughs> it's in slow motion because he's not going fast. 
Like it has to make him look fast. So in reality, Wesley Snipes is not very athletic, even though he's in, he's in, in major league. He's not in major league too, but uh, you know, white man can't jump on it, but apparently yeah. it's just, it's just all movie tricks. Um, so uh, speaking of uh, uh, speaking of late and great uh, Chadwick Boseman getting his major, getting his breakout role in a movie I have not seen either, but as Jackie Robinson in the film 42. I've seen it. Uh, yep. You have? Did you like yep. it? I did. I, I've heard. Yeah. I've heard good things. I've heard it's. I've heard it's nice. Like, oh, that's nice. Like, it was not. Uh, it, it's nothing that you wouldn't expect it to be. Like, yeah. Something. Um, what I liked about that movie is that I think oftentimes Jackie Robinson is thought of um, as like this submissive mm. guy that just. Yeah took took all, all this crap abuse yeah yeah and just uh mm-hmm. i mean just dealt i guess turn the other cheek he, was the big thing with everybody kind of right associated he's him with, portrayed yeah. as a victim yes yes now in 42 i think you see his anger his resentment mm-hmm. his resistant he, he wants to, to be angry Yes. He wants to beat everyone's yes. ass. He yes. wants, but he knows he ain't he ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's a trailblazer. And so I think that's even a better story rather than being a meek character that's like, okay, I'll just take this abuse yeah. and move yeah. on. He he's knows I have to take this abuse to yeah. make the way. That's and really interesting. I need to watch this, it. Yeah, I need to watch it because, you know, obviously Black Panther is coming out again. I need to, you know, can't yeah. get enough of Chadwick Boseman. He's great in everything anyway. So, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure he does a great job. Um, That's what I love about 42 is uh, he's not portrayed as a victim. Good, good. Yes. That's I, I like I, I like, like that. that. I, I like that perspective. So I, mm-hmm. I'm going to be excited to go watch that with that idea in mind. Um, so the. It's obviously a baseball movie, but it's not a professional baseball movie in this kind of sense. But regardless, it is a professional baseball movie. Um, th- the most underrated Tom Hanks performance, A League of Their Own. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I, it's, it's, it's extremely watchable. Two things. One, yeah. the most underrated Tom Hanks has been. He's hilarious in the whole movie. When he, his long yeah. peeing scene, man, it's great. And the way he yells at people. Also, one of the few times in film history where a Madonna is redeemable, you're like, I like Madonna in this movie. Like every other time, you're just like, eh, it's not really up my, you know, my style. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> and also, uh, this is the I think uh, it came out a year or two before the Sandlot, and he's like, he's like, you're killing me, so and so you're freaking killing me like he actually is saying that before killing me smells comes out so <laughs> maybe the precursor to that um right this is the uh the oldest uh the oldest movie on this list from uh i think is 79 the walter Matthau starring little league drama the bad news bears i have not seen the original not seen that one have you seen the billy bob thornton one I've seen that one. I've seen that one too. And I've, I I've seen, seen the original. I've seen the original. It's, it's a lot more fun and a lot more subversive than the new one is like the new one's kind of like, well, these kids are just kind of, sh- just kind of shits. Yeah. Like, the one in the seventies, you're like, Oh, these fun little kids. And so, yeah, I, I, I it's just kind of a, uh, separation. 
Um, along the same lines of the Sandlot, you kind of think the Disney-fied 90s movie. I got three movies in a row run here. I'm going to knock them out three in a row, and you're going to say yes to all three probably. Um, so uh, just kind of in the same realm for all three. Rookie of the Year, that's the one with yes. uh, the, the kid with the, the, kid with the, ten, the tight tendon in the arm. Little Big League, the kid who runs yeah. the uh, Twins, and Angels in the Outfield. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So which is your favorite of the three? Because like, like I'll always have a place in my heart for angels in the outfield, just because of like, like, Oh, Matthew McConaughey's the third baseman. Uh, Adrian Brody's the left fielder. Like it's kind of goofy things like that. And it's yeah. just like kind of a sweet movie and there's all like little touches. Um, but I really love rookie of the year. Just the idea of like, yeah. just like, no, oh. I, yeah. Rookie of the year would have to take it. Mm. I don't know. It, I mean, I guess it's a way for, uh, it's fantasy. You know, it's kid yeah, fantasy where like, you can go, Oh, I can yeah. go play in the yeah, major league. Exactly. Then. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But I like when he's like, uh, pitcher's got a big, <laughs> and he's all the, all the fun pattern. little goofy stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, oh yeah. That's, that's always fun. Yeah. Um, so the only, uh, so the, the next couple ones are a little kind of off, off kilter. One of the newer ones, but um, more romance based. Uh, how about a uh, fever pitch with Jimmy mm. Fallon and, uh, and uh, Drew Barrymore? No, it's, a, it's about a guy obsessed with the uh, Red Sox before they won the World Series. The fact mm. that they keep losing over and over doesn't matter. And it, it kind of ruins his relationship with this woman, despite the fact that that's what he loves. Uh, I really liked it. Um, it's probably the peak of Jimmy Fallon trying to be a movie star. Um, but it's more on the idea of Drew Barrymore being cute. But um, it, it's, 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 it's worth, worth seeking out. It was fun because they were, they were filming it and they didn't expect the Red Sox to win the World Series. And then 2004 happened and they had to kind of change the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Clint Eastwood a little bit earlier. How about Trouble with the Curve? No. I haven't seen it either. I've heard uh, conflicting things. I've heard some people going like, yeah, it's nice because like Amy Adams and uh, Clint Eastwood's nice and, you know, Justin Timberlake's kind of overmatched. But at the same time, like, it's not a bad movie, kind of an old school, new school version of baseball, um, mm-hmm. kind of like the anti-moneyball against analytics. Okay, so I got one more left for you. You are doing spectacular. You've only missed uh, three. Uh, so you're, um, you're 12 for 15 right now. I have one more left. Um, I put this last because I read a, there's, a, there's a guy I follow on Twitter who's making a book about baseball movies. And he's mm. going around to baseball players and says, what's your favorite baseball movie? And almost every one of them keeps saying the same answer. It's For Love of the Game. Have you seen For Love of the Game? It's another Kevin Costner movie. It's a romantic, it's a, it's a romantic uh, drama. So he is pitching, I think, uh, he, he's, a, he's a guy, he's in his late 30s, early 40s pitching. And it's kind of like, okay, this is, I, I don't think I'm going to get my contract renewed. Things are going yeah. badly. But he's pitching a perfect game. And mm. he's flashing back to the points of his career, uh, thinking about this woman, Kelly Preston. It's a cute movie. I really like it. But for some reason, baseball players love it. And it really blew me away. Um, John C. Riley is his catcher, which is always fun. Oh, nice. So, uh, it's, it's, it's worth seeking out. It's not bad. Yeah, I know of it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched it. Well, that's, you know, I, I'm, I, I should be 
less surprised that you did as well as you did on the baseball movies. 12 of 16, only missed eight men out. Uh, the original Bad News Bears for Love of the Game and uh, Trouble with the Curve. So, I mean. Is this my best record? Uh, you did really, really well. I want to say uh, the, the, the small budget big box office, you went 12 for 15. Oh, from okay. the Blair Witch Project, so this is as good no. as you have ever done. So I mean, hey. I mean, one day we'll one day we're gonna do a World War II movie, and then you're just gonna knock out um, every World War II gonna... movie. No, no. <laughs> so you're just gonna wipe the floor with that. So yeah, exceptional job on Pull for a Dumbass today. Oh, thank you so much. You're very welcome. So we we we, we love ba- like, like I said, we love baseball the whole time. Like we have a like I, I was a minor I was the youngest minor league broadcaster in the state of Mm -hmm. texas at one point uh from what i understand the most professional and you have a special connection to baseball as well correct uh yeah so um my wife and i are huge texas rangers fans Um, and i took her to uh the first rangers game she had ever been to and she fell in love as well and uh at at that time, uh, we were newlyweds, mm. and our favorite player was Ian Kinsler. Well, we we're expecting our first child, a daughter, and so we ended up naming her Kinsler. So my so, so our daughter's name is Kinsler. It's it's and, incredibly unique, and it's it's something I'll. It's my first niece, your first daughter, obviously. So uh, you know, it's always a fun little thing to be like. Kinsler, that's a fun name. Where'd that come from? It's like, you know, the baseball player in Kinsler's. Yeah, it's always it's always a fun, cute little thing. It's funny. I have we have come across other kids mm. uh named that. Um really. Uh, but not many. No, but, no, yeah. Um it's nice and, to have something unique. Yeah, yeah. It means something. But yeah. Ian Kinsler was uh just recently, I think last month mm. inducted into the rangers hall of fame yes he was yes uh, it, it's it's so, uh, and i i, I want to say he hit a home run on the day of my son's birth like uh it's yeah. it's always got that kind of cool little um you know connections with stuff like that so you know it's like you said it's difficult to not be romantic about baseball right yeah. and our uh youngest brother yep obviously also a big baseball fan big yep. rangers fan mm-hmm. but he after our daughter was born he actually got us a autographed uh photo of kinsler which is hanging in her room as we speak so. fantastic oh and him himself that was 11 years ago and he himself named his daughter after a baseball player as well so i mean really yes so i mean uh holland uh Derek holland uh, oh oh <laughs> I thought you were talking about Kinsler. No, no, no. Sorry, our brother named our named yes. his daughter after a baseball player as well. So I mean, it's it's uh, it it it's it runs in the family. It there's a reason we love yeah. it so much. Yeah, absolutely. So, so each episode, instead of me steering the conversation, Jake will pepper me with a series of questions that I must answer truthfully. Sometimes it's just trivia. Sometimes it is not. It is unfortunately time for me to be. In the hot box. I am in the hot box. What do you got for me today, buddy? All right. Um, so uh, as we've discussed, uh, we both grew up playing baseball. Yes. Um, and so 
what is your favorite position? But you can't say missionary. We're talking <laughs> baseball, dude. Talking baseball. Okay, so yeah. I I, uh, I was always bigger than most kids. Like mm -hmm. I was just just always large, um, tall wise. So um, naturally, I was always at first base, and because of that, I gravitated towards first base, and I got used to it, and I really liked it. Um, so I always associated like where was my skill set? It was, it was first base. Um, okay. I would play around a little bit. I never pitched. I, I pretty much did everything yeah. except pitch. Like um, these days, like every was like, well, we got to try to see if you can be a pitcher. That just wasn't the case back in the nineties, at least. So um, I, I was a catcher for a little bit. I wasn't that good at it. Uh, I really liked playing first base. Uh, that was really the, that was the one you were a third baseman. Yeah. And our little brother was a catcher, was a catcher. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he, he was primarily catcher. I was third base. I uh, did a little, did a little outfield too. outfield. Mostly. I didn't yeah. really do any infield throwing. I was either at first base or in the outfield. Yeah. I could never hack it as a pitcher. Mm. Uh, I was either like center field, left field or yeah. third base. Cause I had a pretty good arm. I could, I mean, if you're first base or third base, yeah. You got to be able to huck it across the entire diamond. Yeah. yeah. But, and then if you're outfield, you got to be able to get that sucker yeah. back into the infield. Yeah, that was my big advantage when I played the outfield. Like I would really toss it back in. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But when it came to just one after the other. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> the, the repetition. My shoulder made. wasn't doing that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I could huck it pretty good, you know. Yeah. Three, four times a game but i'm not sitting up there doing it the entire time <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely i couldn't pitch but yeah. yeah i never even tried i don't think they even tried to make me pitch nah nope yeah neither. all right well you kind of touched on it earlier um as far as being able to hold tobacco what was your first experience with dipping or chewing tobacco um, uh, you're well aware of this so we'll tell the viewers um i mm -hmm. uh i have never been inclined to chew or want to chew tobacco so um being with the baseball team you're surrounded by 95 percent of baseball players who do dip and or chaw or anything like that it's just it's just what they do i don't know it's what it part is. of it it's part of it yeah it's just you, you you're you're a minor league baseball player you dip somehow so i was it was always around, but I never had any desire to do it. But all it did is make me want to spit all the time. So I spit when I'm outside. It's still something I hold. If I'm outside, I'm spitting. But um, my only experience with chewing tobacco, uh, uh, I believe, is from you guys. You guys bet me $20 to have a pouch, a mint skull pouch, in my mouth for five minutes. And it was terrible. I hated it. Uh, in fact, uh, I think it's like, why are my ears on fire? Like, um, like my ears were burning. Like, like, my, my ears like, are hot. My ears are hot. Like, yeah, it's it. I hated it so much. <laughs> and it was, it was not worth the $20, the tw though, however much you paid me, however much it was, it wasn't worth it. I did not like it for one yeah, minute. You got, you got pretty sick. I did not enjoy it. I am, I am more of a tobacco stick guy. I'm much more of a cigarette guy than I am in her. In like, uh -huh. I'm much more inclined to cigarette cigars than I am to chewing tobacco. It's never been up my alley. No. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, there's definitely a tobacco 
thing in baseball. Yes. As yes. far as dipping or chewing. It's, it's, um, un, it's remarkable. Like I think, yeah. I think three years ago, they outlawed having like, you can't have cans on you. Like right. they said, Oh, you can't be in the dugout. Can't be on you. It just means it's in the clubhouse. Like it doesn't mean that you just can't have it on you. People are still doing it because you can't outlaw that in baseball. It's too much. It's, it's so ubiquitous in baseball. It's just a yeah. thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't dip. I know how to flick a, flick a tobacco cup like i know how to do yeah exactly <laughs> so it's just a part yeah. of it yeah 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 no yeah but like steroids in the I, 90s right yeah <laughs> it's like you asked barry bonds not to do steroids yeah yeah ridiculous. yeah exactly yeah but <laughs> for our audio Sorry. for our audio listeners uh jake has uh jake demonstrated his gum line um i'm sorry for any pair of dentists who are watching on today i don't recommend it <laughs> you're not wrong it's not it's it's not a good habit to have <laughs> no it isn't yeah we have to have our disclaimer at this point don't we're not, we're not dipping is that we're, you we're can not playing baseball without dipping <laughs> you can you can i mean you can yeah you can play baseball without steroids you can chew gum but, but you know what it's way better if you do like it's it, it, <laughs> i've always enjoyed it i get it i get it all right so uh what is your favorite baseball player of all time i'm not saying like in your lifetime, like since you've been a fan, since yeah. you've been watching, I'm Ever. saying if you go historically, um, favorite, favorite player. So I, I really like, um, it, 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 a guy I never saw play a guy. I never had the opportunity to play a guy I've never seen hit a baseball. Um, but I enjoy every time I see him, every time I hear about him, every time I read about him, Going back to Jackie Robinson, uh, Pee Wee mm -hmm. Reese, um, mm -hmm. the second baseman for the uh, Dodgers at the time, uh, whenever Jackie Robinson was there, famously went over and put his arm around him, uh, kind mm -hmm. of the opening for the world to be like, hey, it's okay to like black people like this. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, Seems it's so crazy. Now. It's so insane to think about. But I mean, <laughs> that is the actual case. Um, yeah. No, whenever, like everything I read about him, the more I love him. Like he, uh, uh, essentially he, there, whenever the Dodgers were thinking about pulling Jackie Robinson up from AAA, they had a petition and Reese said, I'm not going to sign it, which killed the petition because he was such a force in the mm -hmm. clubhouse. Um, he was an incredible hitter as it is when somebody's mm -hmm. like, Hey, what do you think about Robinson coming up still in your spot? And it's like, well, if he's better than I am, then he deserves it. Like it was just, he's a decent human being. And everything mm -hmm. I read about him, I love to hear. Everything about him, I love. Um, as far as a, as far as anything else is, is like an actual player, like, like when, fun stuff. Uh, it's Joe DiMaggio. I mean, any Joe DiMaggio story yeah. is great upon great. Like he's just so wacky. Like, oh, I'm just gonna randomly marry Marilyn Monroe at the end uh, after my career is over maybe beat the hell out of her every once in a while, divorce her and then be with her for the rest of my life uh, until she kills herself. So, I mean, uh, the, the, and then as incredible as a baseball player is also one of the best Seinfeld antidotes of all time. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean uh, so yeah. P Reese, Joe DiMaggio, two guys I never saw play a single minute, but uh, I always have affinity for. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, there's plenty of names that come to mind. Um, Mickey Mantle is a close third. Yeah, and I was, I was kind of thinking about Ty Cobb. Yeah, and yeah. Then I looked up more information on him, and he, <laughs> he's, he's not a. Great he person. used to sharpen his spikes. Whenever this integration was yes. taking place, yes, uh, led by Jackie Robinson. Whenever integration was taking place, he specifically sharpened his spikes, and he would, uh, if he was sliding in, he would spike black players yeah. real bad. Uh, Ty Cobb, uh, not known as the greatest so human like, in the world, but I mean, yeah, um, yeah. good I, baseball player, but <laughs> well, yeah, it's. it's I mean, yeah. it's kind of like saying. OJ Simpson was a great football player, <laughs> but <laughs> it's the, it's, yeah. it's that Dave Chappelle joke. It's he sees OJ Simpson and some lady goes like, how can you, how can you say hi to that murderer? It's like, excuse me, ma'am, that murderer ran for 2000 yards in a season. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like separating was, the art from the artist. He's right? like, like, how can you like Ty Cobb? Excuse me. He hit 367. Um, the oh, I almost forgot uh, another guy I did see and forgot about another team I played on the Padres. Uh, whenever I was in Little League, Tony Gwynn. Oh, yeah. If you ever read oh, Tony yeah. Gwynn stories, hilarious because yeah. every pitcher hated Tony Gwynn because he was he's an old school player, like he doesn't hit home runs, he doesn't steal bases, he hits singles and doubles. All he uh -huh. does all the time, on base. singles and doubles, doesn't strike out, walks, singles, doubles. He is the baseball analytics dream. But he doesn't hey, hit home runs. Yeah. Well, money he ball. His, and, and played his whole career in San Diego, so nobody ever saw him. Yeah. Get your ass on base and advance runners. Yep. That's absolutely. what wins games. That's what wins games. Absolutely. All right. Uh, which one of these characters in this film do you most identify with? Uh, that's a good question. Good question. Um, I would say as far as – okay, so – um, personality wise, it'd probably be Bertram Grover Weeks just because it's like, he's like kind of the, he's, he's there. He's not really, he's, he's a part of everything, but he's not necessarily, he's like, I'm not the guy at the forefront. I'm not the guy making screw ups. He's like, this. Mm -hmm. like, Hey, he's the guy who brought tobacco or so like every once in a while, he'll be the guy, but <laughs> it's not something like, Oh, I do this. Like, so personality wise, it's probably him. Um, yeah. just based on everything, like, it's I like, how many, like, I want to, I want to humble myself. I can't say, Oh, Benny the jet. It's like, no, 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 no. Uh, that was like, like sports wise was never like, it's either Scotty or Bertram for me, like probably closer to Bertram just because of like, I was uh, a little more confident and I was a big gangly kid, but so uh, that's probably the one I would probably associate with. What about you? Yeah. 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 Really? Just kind of the, just, well, yeah, you kind of look, just, you kind of look the same <laughs> When you were Little, kids, like, <laughs> a small tan kid. Yeah, exactly. That's just a small tan kid. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> a good way to put it. Yeah, kind of there. <laughs> All right, y'all want to lower me over the fence? And I can grab it's it. like, you know, okay. it's like we need to put somebody over in this catcher's bench. Like, you know what? I'll, I'll do that. That sounds like something I would do. <laughs> no, and then like, uh, when I was a cop, they were yeah. like, "Well, who can get over that fence, or who can yeah. climb through that hole, or?" who's going through the window or something. And I was always kind of the, you're the little you're, guy that was like, well, all right. You're the, the, the Forrest Gump scene when they blow up the foxhole. It's like Gump, get in there. And he 
Here All we right. go. <laughs> I love this scene whenever they lower Yaya down yeah. and then the dog gets after him and they yeah. pull him up. He drops the ball. They pull him back over the fence and he's like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah. He's just nuts from fear. <laughs> I do, yeah. I do love the idea. Pull him like, back. I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. You just, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's funny. That's good. I like that too. So obviously the beast, the yes. dog yes. Uh, has an important role in this movie yes so um and i remember you know obviously the beast uh redeems himself from his yes. reputation yes. and um i remember when we were kids we went and watched this in theaters and as soon as i got back home i went out in the backyard and played with our dog <laughs> uh, yeah. but what i have I have had uh, negative dog encounters. Yes. So what, what is your scariest dog encounter? Um, you know, I've always been pretty lucky when it comes to dog encounters. Um, I remember, you know, when I think of stuff like that, I always think of just the more adult exasperation involved with it. Like yeah. I've, I've been with, I, I used to have a little Chewini probably about mm -hmm. eight pounds. And I remember a bitterly, bitterly cold day in my apartment. And I take him out front in this little, you know, four by four patch of grass and it is freezing cold. And he's been in this apartment all day. And I'm like, please, please, God, like, just please. All I want you to do is just go to the bathroom. So I go back inside. And that's, that's kind of the thing I, so I don't really associate like Dog. It's like the most negative dog experience you've yeah, ever had. I've been, I've been lucky with, I've been lucky. I remember when I was a kid, a friend of mine had a dog and uh, it, it, it was big and I got scared and it was chasing me around. It wasn't chasing me. It was, it was a big dog wanted to play and it was following me around. So, I mean, it wasn't like it was trying to bite me. I've never been bitten by a dog um, or anything like that. Uh, I know you've had a fun, a couple of fun experiences and, and, Mm -hmm. uh as uh, out, even outside of being a police officer yeah well whenever i believe you you were on your honeymoon sounds right. and i was taking care of lily yes yes my dog who i still have still alive yep well i went in the backyard to feed and water her and check on her and she ran out mm -hmm. and then went running around the neighborhood i was frantically chasing her because i thought i can't tell my brother i lost your dog to take care of your dog yeah well i ended up chasing her down and pinning her up in um like corner. corner of the driveway yeah and i went went forwards towards her and then she got scared really and up. oh big time exposed <laughs> uh, her teeth Ooh. growling at me and i went do i want to tell my brother that <laughs> i lost his dog or i had to kill his dog <laughs> by the way so lily is I the went, most docile dog in the history of dogs <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> well, and she was young as yeah, hell. Yeah, she was really then, young. Dude. Yeah, yeah, at the time. That makes sense. <laughs> but anyways, I was like, all right, I'm out. I go back to your place and she just she followed you back. Went in. right back in, went and, and I shut the gate. But no, I've been lucky. I've, I've had other experiences as well. I've been bitten. I've and, been lucky. I've uh, I've always been lucky when it comes to dog experiences. I mean, like never really never really had anything super negative. I uh uh, my wife was bitten as a kid. Uh, so, I mean, uh, you know, not necessarily like a mauling situation, but it was close. Um, yeah. I know other situations like that. So, I mean, I, I've always gotten lucky. Yeah. All right. Final one. Okay. Best baseball movie ever. Name it. Um, it's, it's Bull Durham. Um, it's, 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 it's adult. It's catches the griminess of of minor leagues it's the most charismatic characters rounded well-rounded characters across the board the most attractive susan sarandon has ever been um well well written um fun rewatchable bull durham um field of dreams and Moneyball, 2a to yeah. b like yeah uh, yeah, so it's it's right there. But I mean, uh, yeah. Bull Durham's the one I default to. Yeah. Now I'm with you. I'd I would probably put Moneyball number yeah. one, and Not then surprising. probably Field of Dreams, and yeah. then probably Bull Durham. It makes sense. Probably. I mean, it's that's it's those you know it's on. that's the Mount Rushmore. Like yeah. whenever Moneyball came out, it's like exactly. okay, Bull Durham, Moneyball, Field of Dreams, and then throw in your fourth, whatever that wants to be. Right. Like, what faces we gonna put on the mountain? It doesn't yeah. really matter what order they're in. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's it's they're they're classics for a reason, and they always will be classics. And as soon as it's funny as it like it was always Bull Durham Field of Dreams is like okay, well nothing's gonna top that, and then Moneyball comes out, and it's like well that's up there, like it's never going away. It's gonna be Moneyball yeah. for the like, um, I, and, and you know they really they don't really make sports movies anymore, like not really those kind of movies. not lately, not lately. So I wouldn't, I, I you know. It's going to take something like Moneyball's a different kind of movie. So, yes, I, I mean, different sports movie. Yeah. yeah. So, I, it'd be surprising for something to come out. So, yeah. 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 So, Bull Durham would be my answer. All right. Well, that's all I got. Well, so, thanks, buddy. That was, you're uh, free to leave. I appreciate it. Uh, I am, mm -hmm. uh, I'm luckily colder than I should have been now after out of the hot box. So, what it, before we go, what is your film rating for The Sandlot? Awesome. Awesome. That, that's yep. it, that i'm not sure it needs much more answer than that like i was looking at other like on letterboxd obviously you, you see can see other people's ratings and i was like well i have my rating and i don't care what other people say and other people are like whatever idiot thinks this is bad can you know kiss my ass yeah. and i'm like five stars i'm like okay well let's like it, it's it's it is what it is but it's still exceptional yeah. at what it is i have 4.0 out of 5.0 um but it's it, it it's difficult to you, you can't compare it to everything else. It's based on what it's perfect for what it is for what yeah. it is. It is perfect. And I can understand a non baseball yes. person, especially baseball is a, a, a very American thing. Yes. So yes. I can understand someone from Europe. Yep. Not caring, yep. not being able to relate to it. Yep. Absolutely. Know? Even Just a female, say, even, even a woman. It, yeah. Yes. And yes, I mean, Absolutely. I would I would have a difficult time relating to a movie about rugby or soccer. Yes. yes. Or not as much soccer anymore. Mm. 
I know what um, you mean. Yes. You know, Aussie rules football or yes. something. I'd be like, I have no idea. So I can understand how, um, yep. you know, if you're, if you're not a baseball person, this won't, probably won't relate to you. Yep. But if you are, this is up your alley. This is a banger. Absolutely. Um, and if it's ever on TV, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it every time. I can't wait to watch yep. it with my grandkids. It's going to be great. And if and they'd be like, what is this? It's baseball. Fall in love with it, please. Yes, it is yep. wonderful. Uh, go watch The Sandlot. Uh, I highly encourage it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, feel free. Um, that just about does it for this episode of The Film Critic and The Common Man. Thank you so very much for joining us. You can follow me on Twitter, Nebisben, and Letterboxd, and Nebay10, on Instagram, Ben Miller Movies. Check out my website, Ice Cream for Freaks. You can follow my other writing on The Film Experience and Cinema Scholars. I am writing nonstop because it is stupid studio movie season where they're just releasing everything possibly they can before the Oscars come out. I have reviews uh, coming up of all sorts of stuff this week. Uh, also got some Oscar blind spots for 2002, uh, trying to knock out those kind of things. I got a movie. Uh, there's a movie on Netflix called The Wonder that I'm reviewing this week. Um, all sorts of stuff coming. Uh, you can find me on other pods at the Daily Studios of Podcasting all over the airwaves. Jake, where can the people find you? In the dilapidated house with a big fat dog at the back? Uh, not that bad. <laughs> no, I'm with, uh, I'm with my Wendy Peppercorn. There you um, go. And your eight kids? <laughs> so, no, uh, yeah. I met my wife at uh, At a pool. pool. I, so, I didn't even think, I forgot about she this. She was a so. lifeguard. There you go. So, uh, I'll be with her. I, unlike Squint, I made it work. <laughs> you made it work. We've Make been sure together to almost 20 years. There you so. go. Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at Critic Common Pod. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review. Enjoy the show wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so very much for listening. We've gotten a lot of great feedback in the last couple of weeks. We got another good one next week. It's going to be a fun one. It's Knives Out uh, prepping for the uh, oh, yeah. the uh, next one. Glass Onion's going to come out in a couple of weeks. Uh, so we're going to do the uh, original Knives Out next week for you. Thanks so very much for joining us. We will catch you next time. <laughs>